Thank you so much for pressing play. My name is Kim Kardisha and I want to share here about one of the concepts of inner journey horsemanship. If you'd like to know more about this philosophy and approach, check out our website confidencethroughconnection.com. What I want to discuss today is advocating. Being an advocate is about offering support for the unheard. Here today, I'm going to talk mostly about advocating through our interactions with horses rather than taking on causes through legislature and things like that. This has so much to do with interacting with horses in a way that honors their essence, especially in the horses that I work with. They're candidates for energetic rehab because they've usually had a rough go of things. By helping them release tension and move toward balance and alignment, much of their brilliance is restored. And that really is a brief summary. Extreme cliff notes, but I don't want to go on and on about that here. So we'll just say for now that energetic rehab helps them reset to a more natural state. And back to the subject of advocating. Oftentimes, horses could really use our help our help to be heard. Of course, they don't speak English or use words at all. Going back again to the definition of offering support for the unheard, we first have to hear them. We have to listen. And if you've made it this far into the recording, I'm willing to bet that you listen very well to horses. And like many of us, are also committed to always listening better. It's an art, really, learning to listen to horses, because we don't use our ears. That's how we're, as humans, most used to listening. With horses, though, it's more about developing keen observation and feeling and trusting your intuition. The payoffs are great, however. All your work will be rewarded tenfold. Well, maybe more like a millionfold. But the more that we listen to horses and honor their voice, respect what they tell us, the more they share. And things get, well, they, they just really get deep and beautiful and, and almost even magical. So hearing the unheard is the first part in being an advocate. That second part has to do with offering support. After we noticed what they are communicating, then to advocate, we have to do something about what they've told us. We have to honor what they've shared. We have to pay attention to their opinion, who they are. Their essence has to be treated with care and compassion because the truth of the matter really comes down to not being heard. Otherwise, they wouldn't need an advocate. And sometimes, we have to learn and navigate through saying them saying no. We have to be able to self-regulate when they tell us no. And most horses need us to advocate for them. Some much more than others because their system has experienced much more dysregulation. Physical injuries can cause this. Abuse can cause this. And sometimes there wasn't any mistreatment at all in a horse that is experiencing dysregulation. They could be anywhere on the spectrum from shutdown 
which is learned helplessness, to incredibly reactive. They seem to live in fight, flight, or freeze. And some horses are needing more help than others to get their calm on because that's really one of our goals is their advocates, to help them feel more safe and secure. And I wanna talk a little bit about opinions here because we all have them. <laughs> and we are going to come across different types of treatments, training methods, interactions that people incorporate with their horses. Some we will resonate with and some we won't. And it's so helpful to keep in mind that most horse people love horses. They are doing the best that they can at the time. Their education, their life circumstances, their beliefs, their age, all of these things empty into the pool that they draw on to work with their horses, to train their horses. The majority are not intending any ill on their horses at all. And some of the disconnect within horses around their environment and themselves, um, their dissociation, so to speak, it can still occur. The easier we are on others about this, the less judgmental our thoughts we hold, it'll result in us being able to be easier on ourselves. Because if we're into the art of listening to horses, we'll always be refining our practice. We will always be striving to get better. Horse growth as well as self-growth, that inner journey. There will come a time when we look back and recognize that we are doing things differently than we used to. It's part of the growth journey. It won't be helpful at all to beat ourselves up about what we didn't know when we first started. Our intentions were noble, we just developed more finesse. It will be easier to navigate this journey within if we're already practicing acceptance more with others. And keep in mind too that not everything that could cause a horse to become out of balance or dysregulated was traumatic or cruel in nature. Some of them are just more sensitive and they can perceive something as traumatic that other horses might not. There wasn't always mistreatment. And as a highly sensitive person, I can so attest to this. Things can feel traumatic to me that other people would find ridiculous. They wouldn't even necessarily give it a second thought. But you know, my emotions are how I relate to the world and being very sensitive. Things can cause um, almost traumatic reactions with me that Again, they don't seem like much to anybody else, but I feel them very bigly. Is that a word? I feel them I feel them much bigger and deeper, and I can scar a little bit easier. So just something to keep in mind, because you know, my, my thoroughbreds teach me this lots. And this also segues nice into the last point I'd like to share about advocacy. Because in advocating for our horses, we'll also have to advocate for ourselves. Many of us know that being around horses helps us feel better. They're good for our souls. And that, that, what's that Winston Churchill saying, the outside of a horse is good for the inside of a man, something like that. And part of what horses share with us as we advocate for them 
is the skill and talent of advocating for ourselves. We probably aren't casually advocating for horses because we had nothing else to do. You know, we weren't just bored and decided to pick this up as, as a hobby. We're advocating because we feel deeply and passionately about the welfare and quality of life for these amazing creatures. In anchoring into the beliefs we have about listening and honoring horses, we may come across some opposition, external as well as internal. Our perspective and viewpoint can be challenged, especially if we're swimming upstream and you know, we're still sometimes thrown into a world where compliance is honored with horses and, and sometimes with humans too. And so if we can stand solid and strong in our perspective and viewpoint about this, being able to honor where the other is and extend invitations and, you know, leaning into what our hearts and intuition tell us about this, we can weather any of the storms that'll be rattling our cage. If we really anchor into what we believe, we can bring what we want to influence within the confines of our own terms. We can bring it to a state where we can actually reach it and influence it. And we can keep on keeping on regarding our conviction for horses. So breathe, it isn't going to miserable these are just some words and ideas to keep us fueled on our missions, on our dedication to improving the world for our horses. And together we can make a huge difference. And when huge seems too big, remember the starfish story. Making a difference to one counts. Just one horse, it counts big time. And you've got what it takes. Remember that. The horses asked me to share that. Thank you for listening. Your advocacy is appreciated. If you'd like a little more horse inspiration, check out our Facebook page, Hidden Promise, or our website, confidencethroughconnection.com. Have a great week and keep on keeping on. Bye for now.